1: Well, good morning, Direct Line listeners. This is Stephanie Spangler, and uh, usually it's Greg Taylor that brings us in, uh, but Greg Taylor is on vacation this week. He and his wife Marla are on the East Coast, I believe, and so he is missing show number 73 on this Thursday morning, July 22nd. It's been a beautiful week, and in the studio with me today is Terry Goodwin filling in for Greg Taylor. Yeah, has it, it I'm been happy a great be week. Here.
2: It has been great. The I love weather, it when Greg's gone.
1: We love it when Greg, when That's the boss right. is gone. That's right. They, they put us going. in charge. Can you believe they let us be behind these mics? I'm a
2: little surprised <laughs> how much freedom we have when the boss is gone, but but... But I I Uh, love the opportunity.
1: I bet he's, well, I don't know if he's listening. I don't think he's going to be listening. I bet he can't get this station out on the East Coast. Probably not. I bet he'll listen at noon on the podcast. That's right. Hi, Greg and Marla. We hope that you're having a great time. Yes,
2: come (laughs) back someday.
1: Come back soon. That's right. Yeah. I think one of Greg's greatest traits is that he desires to use any and every platform to talk about Jesus. Right. And I think when he came here a couple of years ago, we were surprised—maybe not surprised—but we knew he had a radio show yeah. over Indicator. But who knew we were going to have a radio show here? And right. I, I think he just. Anytime, whether it's social media, he's a big social media guy, yep. um, AM radio, whatever it is, he if he can talk about Jesus, he wants to talk about Jesus. And I right. think that's one of his most positive traits. So yep. um, we're thankful that Newhoff Media partners with us and Absolutely. they let us do this. And so we're grateful for them. And we're also thankful for the generosity of our own congregation at Second Church of Christ. I think you and I see that a lot of times around here when there's a need our congregation steps up but they've kind of uh, you know backed this uh, endeavor and uh, we also could not do it without our direct line sponsors and so I want to list those special people Uh, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robbins and Chiropractic Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home the team at Hans Tankwash and Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley we're thankful for their partners Absolutely. In this endeavor. Hey, let's talk about our background since you're yeah. kinda you're gonna host the whole show with me That's today. That's right. It's gonna be fun. That's right. We want our listeners to know who is this Terry Goodwin. That's so right. um, let's let's talk about ourselves. Tell me yeah. about your where'd you grow up, college, your family? Well, Give me all the good stuff. Yeah, Terry.
2: I grew up in Henry, Illinois. It's about Henry, tw- tw- where's that? It's about twenty miles north of Peoria. Okay. Uh, so right on the Illinois River. Okay. It's actually known as the, the best town in Illinois by a dam site you
1: <laughs> What? Uh,
2: there's a sign that says best town in Illinois by a dam site. There used to be a dam there. It's uh, no longer there on have the they river. They kept the sign up? Oh, yeah. We love the, we love the sign. It's exciting. It's fun. It's uh, something funny. to talk about. But uh, is, it like
1: I, a, is it rural? Is it a farming community? Uh, it I, is. I, yeah. yeah okay. Like
2: my grandparents owned a farm. Okay. Uh, my grandparents actually owned the street they lived on. So they got to name it after <laughs> my, my mom.
1: Really? So what's so the it name?
2: It's Marsha Street. My Mar- mom's name is Marsha Goodwin. My mom's
1: name is Marsha, too. That's
2: right. So I
1: didn't know we had that. In common. Yep,
2: and they grew up. My my mom grew up on Marshall Street. Once they moved into town, so that was oh, an awesome. exciting thing.
1: That's neat. And so, where'd you go to college? Tell me about yeah. Your family. I went to
2: college at Lincoln Christian College. Now it's Lincoln Christian University. You have
1: that in uh, familiar with, uh, with Greg? With Greg, yeah. yeah so that guy was. that usually that sits here. That guy usually sits here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, I went to Lincoln Christian College, and uh, my daughter is actually going there in August. So this, this year she'll Are you be ready going for to for the that? same school. I am ready for that. It's going to be great. I have two kids. My daughter is just graduated high school and moving on to college. And my son uh, just turned 16 not long ago, and he is doing awesome. Great things. They yeah. both love music. Yeah. My wife Molly is uh, is great. We've uh, done ministry together for mm-hmm. over 21 years now, and uh, it's a great experience to do life together and uh, raise the kids. And now getting ready to see them, what they do now. So it's
1: exciting! It's I love kind. your kids. In fact, your Maddie came up to me yesterday. She came into my office at church yesterday, and she's I don't know has she gotten taller?
2: Oh, I think she. Just I think keeps she growing. got taller over the summer. Yeah. I'm not sure, but
1: she came in my office and she just. Put her arms around me she said i have missed you i'm like oh <laughs> they you love you so they sweet. both do i love both of them they're both in my band and yeah. they're involved in uh, worship and music here and so you just you just have raised some good kids well, thank you and you. molly you done them. a good job yeah um do you want to know about my background
2: yes please you sure yeah well where were you born was it like 1800 <laughs> <Shut it. laughs> when was it how was
1: it i'm not that old oh my bad I'm the same age as Greg, which is why I think I'm co-hosting with him because we're like exactly (laughs) the same age. But now I grew up, I was born in Danville. Uh, lived a few years in Catlin, Illinois, Interesting. on May street yeah. near the elementary school. And then my family moved to Covington. I lived on third street in Covington, grew up over there. Um, and I also went to college. I went to Cedarville. We're going to hear about that a little bit later on from Jake Weiss, our uh, junior high minister. Yeah. He's going to talk about taking some kids to a trip to Cedarville. Um, ha, you know, have a couple kids. My kids are in Florida. Sometimes I, our listeners probably know that because I say that quite yeah. often. My kids are both in Florida, but had one home for a visit.
2: It was great to see it him. It was too. so good
1: to have him. And, yeah. and my, I, I have a daughter-in-law now. Yep. So just wait. I it's mean, coming. it's coming, buddy. It's coming. it's coming. That leaving the nest is interesting. <laughs> I'm but you still have one in the nest. That's so right. um, You know. That's right. Both of mine have flown the nest. Yeah. But,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: So tell me about your experience here at Second. How long have you been at Second? Yeah, so
2: I came to Second in 2007, okay. actually. Prior to that, I was a youth minister at another church here in town. Yeah. Uh, it was called Old Union Church of Christ. Okay. Now it's called Crossroads Christian Miles. Church. Yep. Miles Clark was yeah. the pastor. Miles was actually a dorm dad at Lincoln oh, Christian wow. College when I was there. So that's <laughs> how I met him. And we, were, we loved being able to get together and work together for a while. And we still talk all the time. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. love talking to Miles. Yeah,
1: we yeah, I'm on here a few times. That's right. He does a great guest. job. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you were. You, what is your main responsibility here at Second? My,
2: rain, my job has transitioned, and I'm overseeing Celebrate Recovery, working with our volunteering at the prison, and mm-hmm. also kind of like ministry outreach in the community. Mm-hmm. Any organizations we work with, we want to make sure that uh, – that I'm kind of focused on helping make sure that goes well within the church.
1: And that's something you are so good at. You and Molly together are so good at trying to make connections with um, other churches, Uh, not even churches of Christ either, just churches in the area, making connections, um, helping the body be better together, uh, yeah. even if we're worshiping in in different buildings, help giving us opportunities to work together. So you're so good at that. Yeah, I,
2: I love opportunities to take down the walls yeah. of denomination and say, you know, we're really focused on the same thing. Yeah.
1: And I love the work that you're doing out at the prison, the correctional center. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to be involved last week yeah. with a concert out there that you organized. And was fun. so I love that your idea of church is not Particularly the four walls. It's um, what happens inside the walls, but it's also what happens outside of the walls. So, yeah. Well, hey, um, we want our listeners to stick with us because speaking of Celebrate Recovery, we have a couple of our own members. Yeah, Uh, I call call them members. You don't join Celebrate Recovery, but. They're kind of like they become your family, you know? So members of our CR family are going to be in the studio with us this morning talking about their journey that led them to Celebrate Recovery and how Celebrate Recovery has um, changed their lives and helped them. So stick with us. We'll be back right after this.
3: You know it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans they will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom i'm judy fraser and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises i would suggest you make just one phone call sunset funeral homes and cremation centers Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. It's easy to apply. Stop by your local McDonald's restaurant or apply online at mchire.com today.
2: This is Rob Witzel, Area
0: Supervisor.
2: We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at McHire.com or stop by any of our locations.
4: This is Charlie Jeffers, Training Manager. As a member of the McDonald's team, you'll receive a competitive wage, a work schedule based on your availability, meal discounts, 401 k options, and more. Open interviews are held every Monday from 3 to 5 p.m. Stop by any of our locations for hiring information in person, or apply at com, and your McDonald's opportunity can begin today.
0: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490
1: WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie, and filling in for Greg again is Terry Goodwin. Uh, Terry is on staff with me, we're co-workers and friends. that uh, Terry has sort of taken on the role of being in charge of celebrate recovery here at our church. And celebrate recovery mm-hmm. is a nationwide. It's actually international. It's, uh, big. it's an international it's program, big. and um, so it's a, it's a program that you can find for recovery. It's a Christian-based recovery program. You can find it really any, any place. I mean, Danville has it. So yeah, If you search any online,
2: you can find it just about anywhere.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And so we're so happy to have in our studio this morning with us two of our family members. Yeah. We kind of call CR a family, and we have two of our own uh, members or family from CR. We have Clayton Dowers. Right? Did I say that right?
5: That is correct. Hours.
1: and Morgan Milliken, welcome to the studio, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Absolutely, we're so glad that you're here. Can I want each of you to kind of share a little bit of your own journey of what what led you to CR, um, and then we're going to talk, you know, about what has happened in your life since you've been at CR. But fill us in a little bit, Clayton. I'm going to have you start. What led you to this point in your life to, to seek out the help of a Celebrate Recovery?
5: Okay. Uh, well. Um, about five years ago, uh, well, I was a full-fledged alcoholic for 15 years, and I wound up in trouble again, in jail, lost everything I'd owned, wound up back here in Danville at the Danville Rescue Mission. And, That's a
2: good place. I'm glad uh, you found your way back there. Right.
5: Uh, went through there, and then actually started working there, and I've been working there for four and a half years now. And because of working there, I come here bringing guys originally and then started coming for myself. And uh, up to this point, I'm a year and a half sober now.
2: That's good. That's good. That's something to celebrate for sure. It's a, that's a big part of celebrate recovery when we want to celebrate the uh, milestones and uh, being a year and a half sober that's that's a big thing. And it, and it also shows that even though your process started a long time ago, uh, there there are relapses, there are setbacks, but we continue to push forward. so yeah. that's, that's awesome.
1: Did you grow up here in Danville?
5: I was born here. I moved around a few times and lived Georgetown, Ridge Farm. And this then, was basically your yeah, home area. this was my home area. Yeah. Yeah. Had,
1: had you ever heard of the, the rescue mission?
5: No, I hadn't until I wound up at Front Door. Yeah. Right. Right. And they saved my life. That's awesome.
1: They're kind of, I wouldn't necessarily call them partners, but I mean, we partner with the mission well, yeah. quite a bit. And um, we see a lot of people at Celebrate Recovery from the mission and we're, we love to have them.
5: So. Yeah, we try to bring as many guys as we can.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. How about you, Morgan? What was your journey that sort of led you uh, to seek out a Celebrate Recovery?
6: So I had actually just moved back to the Danville area. I kind of, i had moved away for a couple of years, had some personal issues to work on. So I had recently moved back, was kind of looking to my church for support, to really anybody for support. And a friend of mine, suggested Celebrate Recovery and I was kind of like that seems a (laughs) bit a bit drastic I don't I'm not really at that point. I Uh, understand that we've all thought
2: that at one time or another.
6: Definitely and a few weeks later just kind of had another incident and decided to give it a try and it took me a few weeks but I finally realized that you know I did belong there and you know we all have junk that we've got to work on. That's a good way to put it. We've got some junk. Everybody's got some junk they got a work on. Is that like
1: it junk out. in the trunk? Not quite junk in the Maybe trunk. Maybe different than Maybe junk in the trunk. But okay, just a little. <laughs> junk in our souls basically That's right. is That's more right. like where we find that kind of junk. Well, how has CR impacted your life? I want each of you to kind of tell us, like, you know, you found yourself dealing with alcoholism, dealing with some personal issues. How did CR impact your life? And just give us a little bit of detail and, and kind of tell our listeners you know what 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 happens there that was impactful
5: Uh, it's it's the family atmosphere Um, the praise and worship God I'd never been in church most of my life or nothing like that Um, but coming here I still was drinking for a little while and uh, didn't really want to come kind of iffy in and out but since I've been here like I said I've Made a year and a half sober. Um, it's just my whole life's gotten better. Uh, my job gotten better. Uh, better friends. Uh, better accountability partners, and going through the step studies, uh, kind of helping lead a step study at the point, at the moment right now.
2: So describe to us a little bit about what this step study is you're talking about.
5: It's uh, twelve goes through the twelve steps. Um, it's the biblical comparisons too. Um, and it's just a few guys
2: getting together. Yeah,
5: right? it was just four of us that went through the first four books. Yeah, and then now we have four in this next group too.
1: how, about how long does it take you to go through those four books?
5: Uh, I think because we missed. I mean, we missed days, weeks here and there, but once a week, it took us. I think three, four months, maybe. Hmm,
1: that's pretty. Pretty fast, I think. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Because it, have been it can more. go from it could have been months more. to even up to a year, maybe, if you, to go yeah. through the entire series. So, let me ask you this. Did you know Jesus when you started coming to CR? You said you didn't really have a church background. Did you have a relationship with Christ?
5: No, not really. I mean, I started to working at the mission right. a little bit, but it, it's gotten a lot stronger since I've been here at Second Church and coming to CR. Um I just feel him more, mm-hmm. and that helps me. That's good. Have you formed drinking. some
1: better relationships? You mentioned that.
5: Yeah, I've got better relationships with both my daughters and friends, family. Uh, I'd pretty much burned about every bridge there was.
3: Yeah.
1: So you're kind of starting over. Yeah. Starting fresh. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Started from the bottom and building on Jesus. Best way to do it. Do it. When, you right. t- when you talk about your daughters, were they aware of the
2: struggles you were going through with alcoholism? Obviously they probably uh, had some idea it was there.
5: Uh, yeah. Um, I was really bad. I actually kind of disappeared for about five years. Oh, really? Uh, and just wasn't around no family, nobody, no nothing. Uh, and that hurt them. But they've gotten a lot closer since I've been sober and back in their lives. I get them every weekend. Really good.
1: I can see tears in your eyes. That must be a big change for you and a big impact to have them in your life and involved. Yeah.
5: yeah, That's wonderful.
1: So happy for you. How about you, Morgan? How has CR celebrate recovery impacted your life?
6: Well, I'll kind of echo what Clayton said about just the community of it. I grew up in church, uh, I had a relationship with God, but, you know, had kind of fallen away a little bit. But CR is the most biblical sense of community that I think I've ever seen as far as how to really love someone and, and bear their burdens with them. And just again, to go back, that understanding of we all have junk. And, and so that, that has had a huge impact on me and given me more compassion for others as well. And then also, I love how CR, it doesn't just treat the symptoms of whatever we're going through. You know, it doesn't just, you know, cure the addiction or the relational issue. It really goes to your heart. Mm-hmm. And for me, the last year and a half that I've been part of CR, I've gone really deep and and rooted out some, some idols and, and some root issues that, you know, were the cause of everything else that was going on in my life.
1: You and I were having a conversation last night that we, I mean, we, we both grew up in church and we go to church every Sunday and we're faithful. And we said to each other, um, but Tuesday night, Celebrate Recovery Night, really feels like church because you can, you can be really real and say, mm-hmm. this is what's really going on and what has been going on for a long time. And we don't really often do that that much on Sunday mornings. And I'm not saying that to make Sunday mornings be a bad thing. It just seems like Tuesday nights and celebrate recovery is a bit more, would you say or raw or I don't know. What would you say, Morgan?
6: I would say more raw. I, I think that's a good term for it. It's just this cloud of self-righteousness is completely off. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I I look at both of you and I'm like, Clayton, I didn't know you really before. Morgan, I I I knew you from before. Our past, our paths have crossed, and I just look at your futures ahead of you. Um, Tell me how the future looks for each of you um, when you're looking at like through sober eyes. You know, with better relationships, maybe some of those deep rooted issues have been kind of revealed and dealt with. What does the future look like for you now?
5: I, I actually see a bright future. I'm uh, work on getting my license back again.
1: Yeah.
5: Um, that's an issue I've had for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, work on getting my own place again, um, getting a, another better higher-paying job, getting my daughters back in my life permanently, hopefully, um, and just see where it goes from there, following God.
6: How about um, you, Morgan?
1: How does the future look?
6: It looks like freedom. Hey, That's what it looks like for me. And again, just, I'm, I'm not living for those idols anymore. It's not all about me and my self-improvement and my career and uh, what I'm doing in life. It, it can really be about the kingdom of God. And that's one of the things I love about celebrate recovery is it helps you work through your issues, but then the last couple steps are all about, okay, now, now share this with others. That's right. And so I think that's, that's really what my future looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how it, has, it gives you an opportunity and a safe place to, to do that, to share your story, uh, where you're going to be respected and cared for and not judged. Um, you can share the story and then, the other people can relate to you then and say, hey, I, I've, I, I've struggled with alcohol. You know, can you help me? And then you get to give back. Uh, that's one of the wonderful things about Celebrate Recovery. Would you agree?
5: Yeah, I totally agree. That's uh, kind of been a blessing as part of my job at the Rescue Mission, too, is helping guys and telling them what I've been through and how church helped me, God and CR and uh, just everything I've been through, I've related to a lot of guys and it's helped them. And a lot of them have come through here and still do.
2: And I'm sure that helps them open up about their struggle too, when they see what you've been through. Uh, I've had the joy of knowing you for a little while now, Clayton, and seeing you go through this process. And even, even to think back four or five years ago, when I first met you to think that you'd be uh, where you are now is is awesome to see what God's in your life. It's not like I'm looking back thinking how terrible you were, right. but it, it's just God's transformed your life and, and freed you to do so much through Celebrate Recovery and the rescue mission. And it's awesome to see. Yeah. I think
1: people are afraid. They think, oh, if I share what my struggles are, people are going to judge me because maybe people have judged them in the past. That's been the pattern. Um, but CR is a place where it's expected, it's normal to Mm -hmm. hear people's past. And there's not a gasp of, I can't believe you did that. I mean, it's just not there. It's a thank you for being willing to share your story Mm -hmm. in a real and raw way. Terry, I want to ask you a question. How has Celebrate Recovery changed Second Church of Christ?
2: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I Uh, mean,
1: we think, oh, Celebrate Recovery is changing these people, but Celebrate Recovery has changed our church.
2: One of the big things for Second Church is to realize that even with Morgan and Clayton, they're they're not just attending Celebrate Recovery. They're a part of our church uh, uh, each and every week, and it's it's really impacted our church, and that people are are feeling more free to, to recognize their struggle, recognize their faults, recognize what they need to work on in their life. And uh, they can explore opportunities at Celebrate Recovery or maybe even somewhere else within the church, because our church is transforming into a body of believers that, that really wants to walk through this process together.
1: I agree with you. I've seen the change in mm-hmm. me. I mean, as a staff member of the church, I've seen the church change and become so much more like accepting and willing to open our arms and say, come in. Whatever your issue is, come in here and we will we'll walk with you. You know, we, mm-hmm. might, but we not, may not fix it and we can't solve it, but Jesus can. And so it's fun to get to be in those relationships with people like you. What would you say to someone who's listening saying, yeah, I think I do have some issues that need work on, uh, but I'm a little afraid to try it. What advice would you give to a listener to say, come on out and try Celebrate Recovery? I
5: Man, uh, it can't hurt to try. All you got to <laughs> do is come and sit. You don't have to talk. Right. I, I had The first probably month I came, I didn't speak in group. I mm-hmm. just sat and listened right. until I was comfortable enough. Right. And it, we work like that with everybody. Mm-hmm. You take your time until you're comfortable, and then you can open up. Yeah.
6: Morgan, what, what about you? Yeah, just do it. <laughs>
1: like Nike just do it (laughs) yes
6: just do it like there's nothing that it's gonna there's nothing that's gonna hurt and uh, you don't have to be ashamed of your past because the road ahead is freedom and and so just come and when you do come give it more than one week Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and we have CR 101 the first the first time that you come We do our worship and our teaching all together, and then we break out into our groups, and that first week, the newcomers will go to see our 101, learn what it's all about, and in that that intro class, they say, try it for six weeks, and then make a decision, and so that's my advice. I would say, when I started coming, by week four, I was still like, y'all are crazy, Mm -hmm. but...
5: I kind of agree with that. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah.
6: I don't know what happened, but weeks five and six, you know, I just went anyway because they told me to,
7: yep.
6: and I just realized that I belong there because I think everybody belongs there. Yep.
2: I think that's a, a big thing you guys said is there's nothing to fear. Come check it out Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. here at Second Church. We'd love for you to come. You don't have to dress a certain way, act a certain way. And and please know that if you come check out CR, what happens at CR stays at CR. We're not going to go broadcasting any struggle you're facing. Morgan and Clayton volunteered to do this, and they were willing to share about their life. So uh, know that it's a safe place.
1: And we're so glad that you did. Thank you for being uh, raw and vulnerable, even even here in the studio and sharing with our listeners. We appreciate you so much and we love you and care about you. Clayton and Morgan, thanks for being here with us. Thank you. We'll be right back after the break with Jake Weiss, who's going to be talking about his uh, junior high and high school ministry escapades over the summer. Right. We'll it's be right be back, be back after this.
4: Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with the Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Leonard and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647.
0: Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopsin, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at RobChiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O dot com. Our
4: world humble, confident, bold, and integrity-infused leaders. Live online and in person at more than 500... It's the premier
0: leadership event of 2021. Low-class faculty includes Craig Rochelle, Malcolm Gladwell, Dr. Francesca Gino, Dr. Henry Cloud, and join your local community live online or in person at Second Church of Christ in Danville by going to globalleadership.org summit.
3: Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families.
0: And I'm Ross Darby. I'm
7: part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame Plaques and Signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our
0: funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame,
3: it's going to be great.
0: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN.
1: Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie uh, with Terry Goodwin, who's filling in for Greg. This has been fun today. Yeah. Yeah. Greg's on vacation and he'll be back next week, but... You know, they're letting us hold down the fort. That's so right. We decided since uh, we were going to do this interview, we were going to bring in another one of our coworkers. That's this right. is Jake Weiss, who we have in the studio with us. And Jake is our junior high minister. And you've been on direct line before, I think a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, second time. You're a pro. Second time. <laughs> you're a pro. You know what you're doing. Well, you are uh, you sound a little tired, Jake. Um, yes. Tell me why you're kind of moving slow and sound a little sleepy. What have you been doing the past few weeks?
7: The uh, past few weeks, we've gone on two Different trips with students, uh, both to CIY. So, for those of you that don't know, CIY stands for Christ in Youth, mm-hmm. and they put on conferences uh, for students all over the nation. And so, we take both our middle school and our high school students there. So, in June, uh, we took our middle school students to Ohio. Uh, that was June 21st through 25th, um, down to Cedarville, Ohio, which yeah, was your alma, alma mater. mater.
1: So, yeah. Yeah.
7: Beautiful campus. Yeah. Uh, had a great time. And then we literally just got back. Um, Saturday night from uh, from our high school trip
1: right from Cleveland Cleveland Tennessee, Tennessee.
7: at Lee University Yeah. Awesome.
1: now what I find interesting about both of you guys is that Terry you started out in ministry right. as a junior high minister mm-hmm. uh, so I kind of wanted to hear from both of you guys like uh, talk about your like how, how you grew up what got you involved in student ministry um, and some of your you know experiences since then Terry I'm gonna let you start
2: well for me my uh, when it's when you're talking about CIY I I started going to CIY when I was in eighth grade okay. so I mean I've been to years and years and years of CIY but uh, obviously when I became a youth minister I wanted to make sure my students got that opportunity and uh, we took our high school students uh, from day one and then as soon as they started CIY mix for junior high students we got them plugged in right away the very first year we started taking students from here and uh, it's been a great experience because there's nothing like getting students away mm-hmm. from here mm-hmm. and really focusing on God where where the the programming is done excellent and we really don't have to worry about a lot of that.
1: Right. I'm going to we're going to visit that again here in a couple of minutes. Let me hear your experience, Jake. Tell me about growing up and what made you decide to become a, a youth minister.
7: Yeah, so uh, I had never been to CIY before I moved here. So my first trip with CIY was actually with Terry. Uh just <laughs> took over a middle school position and Terry was kind of showing me the ropes and so that was my first CIY experience. Uh, I'd grown up going to camp. My dad was the director of a Christian youth camp in Colorado. Um, so I'm a big, uh, big advocate for camp. And mm-hmm. uh, man, I really believe in CIY and what they're doing. And uh, really, really cool to be a part of it for the past four years and, and be, experience all that.
1: Mm-hmm. So you knew as a kid you wanted to be a youth minister? Or no, I, no? Uh, I,
7: when I was growing up, I did not expect to be okay. working in a church, okay. uh, doing anything like that was not my first pick, uh, but God had other plans, so yeah. doors opened up. I, I wanted to go into camp ministry like what my dad did, um, so that was my plan all through college was, I'm gonna go work with my dad in Colorado, and senior year, um, something just kind of changed, and uh, just felt God working in my life, and so I started praying, God, where do you want me to go? What do you, what do you want me to do? And uh, once I prayed that prayer, it's a dangerous prayer, doors started opening <laughs> up, and uh, one of those doors was here at 2nd.
1: Yeah. What? Well, so, what is the benefit? You you kind of alluded to it, Terry. What What is the benefit of taking kids away from family, away from friends, away from what they're familiar with? What is the benefit of putting them on a bus and driving somewhere and spending days uh, with your youth pastor and kids from your church? What is the benefit to that?
7: Man, I think uh, there's something really powerful about 72 hours. I think when you get kids out of their Uh, Their day to day life for seventy two hours. I think there's something really powerful, Mm -hmm. and I think it's even uh, biblical too. I think even look at Jesus. Jesus often withdrew Mm -hmm. uh, from society to get away, Mm -hmm. spend time with God. And I think with students, same thing. uh, That when they can get away from everyday distractions of life, with whatever's going on at home or at school, even their phones, uh, it really gives them a time over those seventy two hours or more uh, to be able to reconnect with God and to uh, to experience something that you might not otherwise be able to experience at home.
1: Does it take kids 72 hours to sort of disconnect and reconnect with someone else? Do you, do you see that? Does it take a while?
7: Uh, I think so. I think, yeah, later on into the trip, I think you really start seeing some cool stuff happen. The relationships that are formed are really deep. Uh, you really see students just start diving all in uh, mm-hmm. with worship and with what God's doing in their lives. So I've seen or, or heard about some studies about the whole 72 hours mm-hmm. Um that it takes at least that much time to get away to, to be able to plug in.
1: What are your thoughts on that, Terry? Obviously uh- you, you, yeah. agree with it because you did it. You took kids. and
2: Yeah. There's When you remove kids from their natural environment here at home and remove the distractions, even of family, uh, I'm not saying bad family hey. situations, just general day-to-day life, there's there's something about removing them from that that allows them to be open and honest about the relationship with God. And uh, they, they come to the freedom to invite Christ into their lives maybe in a way they never have before because uh, even though they're still playing games, having tons of fun, it's really so focused on bringing them into that relationship deeper and they're provided opportunities to, to spend one-on-one time even with God during that trip. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm.
1: what do you think are some changes, Terry? I'm going to ask you that you've seen in kids since like uh, early in your ministry. um, And then now you're kind of watching Jake and your kids are even Mm -hmm, in that age group. What are some changes that you've seen in kids, um, you know, with their relationship with God and technology and social media and stuff? Uh,
2: I think it's becoming more authentic in student ministry. I think uh, many students are no longer out here for the the big show or the uh, the big games, while we still have some opportunities for that, like at CIY, there are students that really hunger to go spend that time with God. And uh, and I'm my guess is a lot of the the promotional and recruiting maybe Jake does is is maybe geared more toward that. Like this is kind of the idea, the concept that we're gonna be talking about at CIY. Uh, I've seen some of their advertising that talks about that and it's really focused on this is what you can walk away with from Christ in youth. And uh, and I think that's awesome to see students that want to go deeper.
1: And what does that look like when you're, you know, in this, you spent the 72 hours and you're starting to connect. What does it look like when you see a kid who's like, I want to, I want to be serious with God. What's that look like?
7: Oh man, I think uh, there's several different ways for students to respond from a trip. Um, every year at CIY, they do, they give students opportunities to respond, uh, to that week and so this year's theme I think really was perfect for for leaning into our response time it was the theme was called for all forever and so we were talking about how Jesus is he's for all people and Jesus love is forever and uh, mm-hmm. really really awesome week and uh, man we had tons of students respond in, in all different ways I'll get into it here in a little bit but uh, with middle school we had six students respond um, saying that they want to follow Jesus and get baptized. Wow. So we've already had two of those take place. We're gonna talk with the rest of them and, and uh plan out some baptisms here. In high school we had five of our students make that decision that they want to follow Jesus and get baptized. And then uh there's other decisions where, you know, maybe they've already been baptized and they've been following Jesus, but they've kind of drifted or they've kind of strayed away. Mm-hmm. And so there's another chance for them to to kind of recommit their life to Christ and uh kind of come on back home. And then CIY does this too, which is a great response um that we even use here at second in our student ministries. Um, it's just a challenge for students to be kingdom workers, mm-hmm. um, and we believe, you know, you don't have to be in full-time vocational ministry to be a kingdom worker, but you could go be a kingdom worker anywhere that you go, uh, literally in your school, mm-hmm. on your team. Uh, kingdom work is not just limited to working in a church. It's uh, it's everywhere that you go, and so we challenge our students to do that, and uh, we had several students respond that way, uh, that they want to be kingdom workers, so it's, it's uh, really cool to see what God's been doing.
1: And I hope that our listeners hearing today heard what you said. What was it? It's for all, forever? Is that what it is? Yep. And if you're listening today and you're like, I didn't know that Jesus was for me. <laughs> I didn't know that he wanted me to, you know, he wanted me. I hope that they hear that as well today. Right. That Jesus yeah, is absolutely. for you. Forever, and it's not just the high school kids, but it's anyone That's listening. Right. Yeah, um, I, you know we're going to wrap this up here. We have just about a minute left. So, Jake, what are some of the biggest concerns to pray for our youth of today that we we as praying people can be praying for our children?
7: And I think uh, there's several things I would mention. There's a there's there's a, obviously a lot of distractions that our students are facing right now with uh, technology, um, and technology can be a good thing too, but it's also Uh, can be a big distraction in students' lives. Um, Not only that, but I think another thing that we could be praying for about with students is uh, a lot of our students are just being uh, and just fed all kinds of lies um, from society with, you name it, with uh, loving your neighbor, your friend, um, and what that actually looks like. So I think just praying that they would come to know and understand the truth and the truth of the gospel and who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for them uh, I think that's huge because, yeah, there's there's a ton of lies out there right now.
1: Well, I appreciate you speaking truth over the children here, the youth in mm-hmm. our church. And Terry, you've done it for many years. Um, I appreciate all that you've done. You've had my own kids, it. and um, every church that is ministering to kids— in in Vermilion County, Um, we pray for you and we pray a blessing over your ministry and we pray for our kids today. Uh, Jake, thanks for joining us. We're so glad that you could be with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Stick, Stick around with us. We have one more segment left and we'll be right back after this.
3: Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all of our services are free free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time.
4: A world confident, bold, and infused leaders live online and in person at more than 500... The premier leadership event of
0: 2020. low class faculty includes Craig Rochelle, Malcolm Gladwell, Dr. Francesca Gino, Dr. Henry Cloud, and join your local community live online or in person at Second Church of Christ in Danville by going to globalleadership.org slash summit. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490
1: WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line with uh, Stephanie and Terry Goodwin filling in for Greg Taylor. And it's just been a great morning hearing from Clayton Dowers and Morgan Milliken, their experience with Celebrate Recovery. And uh, it was good to have Jake Weiss in with us today talking about his high school, uh, you know, escapades and uh, not high school, I guess it's junior high and high school. But, you know, churches it's so important that churches obviously are teaching children. I mean, it's such so important and, you know, the Bible talks about the least of these and Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily talking about the youngest when it means the least, but, uh, children's ministry is so important. And, and so we just appreciate all the work that you've done and Jake and others in this area who are ministering to their kids. But, um, you know, when we think about the least of these, sometimes we can relate it to like celebrate recovery, talking about people who struggle, but I don't, I mean, I don't think that, Uh, I think they're the greatest of of (laughs) us because they they can say, this is my struggle and I want to work on it. And they, and they oftentimes you see them. They've make. taken a
2: step that some of us have not been willing exactly. or able to take yet.
1: Exactly. But so I want you to share your thoughts on a passage of scripture that I'm going to read out yeah. of Matthew 25. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Pastor thoughts, give them to me.
2: Man, I love this scripture. It's so powerful to think that that basically what Jesus is saying here is, that anytime you help somebody else out, anytime you serve somebody else, it's as if you were doing it to me. And and he's basically saying your act of worship uh, is is serving other people. Anytime you go out and help your neighbor, anytime you go out and, and provide something for somebody else, this is your way to worship me. This is a part of our relationship. And, I struggle sometimes when people talk about the fact that as Christians, we, we don't have to go do, it's not about our actions so much, but this scripture is basically saying that our relationship with Jesus, that, that we're to do this for him. So it may not be the person that we're serving that we're, we're worshiping in any way. It's not about that person as much as it is about our relationship with Jesus. And we have to be consistent with that through that process.
1: Yeah, And I I think, you know, I I see you working at the prison, working hard Mm -hmm. to make connections and communication and relationships there. And I appreciate you so much doing that because, I I mean, some people, you know, they're like, well, what can we do for prisoners? We can't go in there. We can't visit them and we can't do anything. But there are things that can be done and it takes a little effort a lot mm-hmm. more effort and yep. I see you making that effort and so I I just am really appreciative of yeah. the things that you're doing and for Celebrate Recovery um, how passionate both I think both of us are towards yeah, that ministry absolutely. Um, and for whatever ministry like if you're listening in your church and you know you're working hard and you're serving and, and you're doing stuff for people keep on doing it because yeah. you're doing it for the king yeah. and uh, not for yourself so keep at it don't give up
2: that's uh, right
1: keep keep doing those good things well you know what Greg is a history buff mm-hmm. and a history buff he always comes up with some really great uh, history moments. And so yeah. I found, I can Google too, and I can find things that <laughs> happened in history. And so here we go. All he right. May,
2: wait a second. He doesn't know all those off the top of his head? I,
1: he may know them off of the top of his head. I, I don't. I had to go back and look. That's but right. here, I came up with four. So Greg, if you're listening, I think you'll be proud of me. I don't know about the content, but I don't know. How about this? July 22nd, 1893, Catherine Lee Bates writes the lyrics... To a song that we all know. She was in Colorado when she wrote it. Can you think of what it is? Katherine mm. Lee Bates wrote yeah. the lyrics to... America the Beautiful. Why don't you sing a few bars of that? How about us? I don't? Okay, how about you don't? So. But what a great hymn, uh, you know, for our country back in 1893. Here's one. Since the Olympics are coming up, July 1976, Nadia Comaneci scored the first ever perfect 10.0 in gymnastics history with her performance on the uneven bars at the Montreal Olympics. Were you uh, born in 1976?
2: I was not. You
1: were not even born?
2: No, I wasn't born until 78. So. so
1: I was five years old yeah six five or six I remember this.
2: Really? I love the Olympics.
1: I love the Olympics and I mean Uh, gymnastics and I mean to see that woman do that it mm -hmm. was amazing. Okay here's another one. July 22nd 1991. Jeffrey Dahmer is caught. He's considered one of the most sadistic serial killers in our time. His apartment was searched and the extent of his horrors was revealed. It contained pictures of body parts and his apartment was littered with human remains including human heads in the refrigerator and freezer. He confessed to seven murders oh, in my. all do you remember I, that
2: uh, I unfortunately do but how do you go from the Olympics to Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> I'm not sure how you made that transition <laughs>
1: just going from the years here. 1893 to 1976 to 1991. Okay, last. July 22nd, 2013. The Duchess of Cambridge gives birth to a healthy baby boy. His name is Prince George of Cambridge, and it's likely he will become the King of England one day in the future. Are you a royalty fan?
2: That would be a negative. A
1: negative. Our friend Jenna Van E. would not like that.
2: I I know. Okay, we
1: always end with a good news segment. My good news is that I had my son and daughter in law at home, and my church this church, loved on them at a little get-together that we had to celebrate their marriage, and that made an impact on my new daughter-in-law. Yeah. So well done, I, my friends here at church. What's your good news, Terry? Well, for
2: me, real quick, it was uh, last Wednesday night, we had our prison worship in the yard event where Stephanie and a team led us. It was a great experience. I loved having it, and about 400 uh, inmates got to come out and worship with us.
1: That is awesome. That is truly good news. So Terry, thanks for filling in today for Greg. Thanks for being with us and helping me out with these interviews. You're a good friend and not just a coworker, but you're a good friend. So we wish Greg and Marla well on the rest of the vacation. And on behalf of Terry, thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next week on another episode of Direct Line and get to church this weekend.